welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast, where we show that women are capable of achieving incredible things when they put in some serious effort. My name is Victoria Smith, and I am a stress reduction coach who helps women reduce their stress so that they can live their most vibrant lives. So this podcast is kind of a combination of that coaching, as well as interviews with women who are doing incredible things in their life, and they break down exactly how they did it and what their top tips are. Now, the Girl Tries Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ATB. Now, given that we've just kind of gone through Black Friday, Cyber Monday, maybe you did or did not participate in Giving Tuesday. So one of the things I want to talk to you about is ATB Cares. So every year, ATB sets aside $150,000 to match 15% of each dollar that is donated to Alberta charities. So every penny that you donate is put to work. So charities in this province work so hard for every dollar that they earn. I totally get this. I work for a nonprofit. And that's why ATB thinks it's important for charities to receive 100% of all the donations made, which they are made through ATB Cares. So ATB pays for 100% of the transaction costs so that every single penny that you donate is put to work and it's not put towards those those fees and those transactions. So I highly recommend you check out atbcares.com and I will include links for this in today's show notes, which are at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast forward slash 91 because we're on episode number 91. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then I also want to tell you about the Back to School Again podcast, which is affiliated with the Alberta Podcast Network. So the Back to School Again podcast is for those sort of midlife learners, people coming back to school for one reason or another, whether it's to upgrade, to try something new, to go to school for the first time in, in midlife. It's, it's a fascinating look at how people can change their lives through education. So I want to tell you about episode number nine, which is from Arts to Accounting with Daryl Pidner. And this is all about a man who had a midlife epiphany. So in his 40s, you know, he left the arts and actually returned to school to pursue an MBA at the U of A, where I went for a couple years, and as well as certifications that he got in accounting and auditing. So this is kind of an odd move, right? Like mostly we hear from people going, uh, of people going from, you know, that more accounting, financial, business background to the arts. So I really thought this was an interesting twist on things and not something that we hear a lot. So he talks about the thrills and challenges of a career in the arts, how he got his midlife epiphany, types of career burnout that he's experienced, and and setting up routines to accomplish schoolwork, even if it's at three in the morning. Power to Daryl, three in the morning, I would rather be sleeping. <laughs> so... Highly recommend you check out that episode. Again, it'll be in today's show notes at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast forward slash nine one. So today I want to talk about a word that I have never resonated with. (laughs) That word is manifesting. I hear people talk about how they manifest their goals. They manifest their dreams or they are simply manifesting. And it's always made me feel a little bit icky. It made me feel like people were leaving their hopes, dreams and goals up to the mystical universe. And then I read somewhere that you can think of manifesting as another term for setting intentions. Now this I can get behind. I am a huge believer in setting intentions. And I know from both personal and professional experience that if you don't set intentions, you rarely achieve them. So think about it. If you don't know where you're going or how you want to feel or what you want to experience, it's less likely to happen. It's less likely to happen because you haven't cultivated the circumstances to allow it to happen. Now, you'll hear top entrepreneurs and Fortune 500 companies talk about the importance of SMART goals, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely, as a means to achieve what you want. 
But author Danielle Laporte talks in her book, The Desire Map, about the importance of goals with soul. So Laporte discusses that it's critical to have a visceral understanding about how you want to feel when you achieve that goal, making it more likely that you'll achieve it. Now, I talk about this regularly with my clients. How do you want to feel? How is achieving X, Y, or Z going to make you feel? What's important about that? So many of us set goals that are pretty lofty without necessarily thinking of the feeling that we wish to achieve. So for example, I have long had this dream of running a half marathon. I love the idea of the personal victory of committing to something and then crossing the finish line and getting there, but, you know, getting a medal. But you know what? (laughs) If I really sat down and thought about it, I'm not sure I care enough about that feeling to go through the feeling of regular fatigue through training. Now, don't get me wrong. If you are a runner, I'm totally behind it. Now, I like to run, yes, but I don't enjoy running long distances and training. I like running 25, 30 minutes. Makes me feel good. It's a good burst that I can get behind. So now the day of a big run of a marathon or a half marathon, there's this adrenaline and cheering crowds and so much energy, but the training aspect is often solitary and less enjoyable for me. Now, I know plenty of you listening will be runners and will love that feeling. And so that feeling is different for you, right? Now, surprise, surprise, this is a goal that I haven't achieved, nor am I likely to unless the importance of that feeling shifts for me. Maybe I get to the point where I have run my 30 minute, you know, runs enough that I all of a sudden crave running more and that is a feeling I can get behind. Then that feeling might shift. Currently for me, it's not. Now, on the flip side, let's take my blog or this podcast, for example. Now, I consider these major achievements. So until recently, I didn't see any sort of financial benefit from the podcast or the blog. And I've been doing my blog for over five years. So why do I keep doing it? I keep doing it because I love the feeling of being able to take a thought or a concept, distill it down and share it with others. So notice that the feeling that I'm looking to achieve is internal. It's intrinsically motivated. It is not a, it's not external. It's not about how many people read the blog or listen to the podcast or rate and review it. You know, those are all great things. But if I hung my hat on numbers of readers or downloads or ratings, I would have given up a long time ago. (laughs) I would have been a much more fragile human being because, you know, one month your listens go down and you think it's all ending here. It's downhill. Why bother going on? The feeling that I'm craving is a feeling of personal expression. And that is my goal with soul. Now, back to the specifics of intention setting. When I coach a client, we set two or three goals at the beginning of our 12-week program, and we make sure to touch base on those goals throughout. Now, when we set them, we're always going to talk about why that goal is important, what you want to feel, and that ends up being distilled into the big MOFA, the big motivating factor. Throughout, we're going to set weekly goals and intentions, and I always try and ask, how would you feel if you achieved that weekly goal? It's that intention and the feeling that's critical. Now, if you want to take it a step further, because here's the thing, if you if I asked you, okay, so you're going to go to the gym three times or you're going to do this, la, 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 by next week. Sure, great. If I don't ask about the feeling, that just becomes a checklist, right? It just becomes a to-do list and you can often ignore your to-do list. If you connect it to the feeling of, I would feel really proud of myself or I'd feel really energized or whatever that feeling is, that's the critical factor. Now, if you want to take it a step forward, if you want to take it a step further, there is daily intention setting. 
There's so many ways that you can do this, but my new go-to method is through the Brendan Burchard's High Performance Planner. Now, this just came out, like I just got mine in the mail last week. And while I've only been doing it for a short space of time, I can already see how it's changing my daily game. While my day used to be defined by my calendar, what Brendan has done is uh, combine the calendar with critical questions to answer in the morning and at night so that you can set a daily intention and then you review it at day's end with reflection and gratitude. So it's become a fascinating way for me to frame my day. And if that's cost prohibitive for you, what I would encourage you to do is maybe start your own daily planner journal and think, you know, incorporate some of these questions. So you could ask, what's the most important thing for me to work on today? I would know that I was successful today if today I am grateful for something I can improve on for today is. Now, if you didn't write those down again, like just go to the show notes today at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast forward slash nine one, and you'll see exactly what we've just talked about. Now, Brendan has so many more questions that are thought and action provoking, which is why I'm loving this planner but he outlines the science of this format for habit achievement. Now it's been tested on folks from stay-at-home moms to CEOs, and it shows that it doesn't matter what you do, setting goals with intention is, is a critical habit to living a more engaged and fulfilled life. So whether you call it manifesting, intention setting, or making a vision board, the critical next step is action. No action, no achievement, no change. Your dreams don't just show up on your doorstep. You have to put in the hard work the grit, and flex the emotional muscles to make them happen. If you have a bad day, get up again. We all fail. There is no success without failure. So try and try again. Now, if you are interested in joining the Stress Less 2019 resolution, make sure that you subscribe to the newsletter so that you don't miss a beat. The feeling I'm hoping for at the end of 2019 is to feel more calm, relaxed, and energized. Throughout 2019 in my newsletter, we will tackle all of the ways to make this a habit in your life, how to get rid of any toxicity, and make time for what's most important to you. Until next week. 